This episode of Important If True is brought to you by Warby Parker. Warby Parker makes vintage-inspired eyeglasses Mm. starting at only $95. If you go to warbyparkertrial.com slash thumbs, you can get a free five-day home try-on with five pairs of glasses to try out. 100% free. That is warbyparkertrial.com slash thumbs for your five-day Trial. Nice. I'm wearing a pair of those right now. <laughs> well, yeah. the sunglasses descend, and then right when they hit, the horns of the important of truth theme comes on. <laughs> right. <laughs> and the title card obscures me. Probably not what's going to happen. Get hyped for what it is. It's March 16th, 2017. And this is Important If True. From Idle Thumbs, I'm Chris Remo. I'm Nick Brecken. And I'm Jake Rodkin. Hi, Jake Rodkin. Hello, Chris Remo. Hi, Nick Brecken. Uh, hi. I was, uh, I was confronted with, I was confronted with the future. Oh, no. In a surprising Sorry. way. <laughs> yeah. That's a bummer. It might be better than the present. <laughs> well. So there's always, that, there's always that chance. The problem is the future contains all of the results of the present also. Oh, that's true. So it's sort of compound, it's like compounding interest. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So that's not as comforting as you wanted it to be. No. Sorry, Nick. No. Um, I was on the bus to, to get here and I was reading The Handmaid's Tale, uh, which is a novel by Margaret Atwood that depicts a sort of near future or maybe even alternate present given when the book was written um, sort of religious dictatorship version of the United States and it's it's you know very much a sort of more uh, modern take on what a 1984 state would look like and it's it's really um, it's it's very very good I'm reading it for the the Idle Book Club which is the monthly book club podcast that uh, I do with my wife, Sarah. Uh, you can find it at Idle Book Club if you're interested. Idlebookclub.com. Um, anyway, I was on the bus and I was reading it. I was in this sort of like, everyone, the, it was a very quiet bus and I was like nice. really in the headspace of this world. And then I got out and it was like downtown San Francisco and people everywhere and like buildings and there's you know. music going in the background and stuff. And <laughs> right? Like, yeah. Exactly. What is this place that it's, I'm in? Oh, wow! The big city. And <laughs> yeah. then I threw my hat in the air. <laughs> Time for the don't need this 20th century dystopian future anymore. I'm in the big city. Right. I'm in San Francisco. And then, <laughs> don't don't need and, this modern dystopia. Yeah. I'm you're in one. Yeah. Captain well, Barbosa. So then, the, literally, the first block I got to. I stopped, you know, like the or the the first street crossing, mm-hmm. and then an Uber self driving car. What I've not pull, seen one pulled of those up. Yet. Yeah, I okay. had not either. It was intense. oh, they're crazy. They are crazy. <laughs> it was black with like black tinted windows, but you, you know you can still basically Did see inside of it. Have the constantly spinning lidar yes. on top of the roof. Yes, oh, it is yeah. crazy. So this thing is bananas. There's like twenty different cameras on it pointing every single direction and the cameras are in a huge like molded plastic enclosure it sort of looks like the someone's cheesy like street racing Uh like kits you know except except that instead of just like a spoiler it's like 400 cameras pointing everywhere and then on the top is this like you were saying this crazy spinning it looks i mean i didn't i didn't to capture 360 video surely right 
Uh, no, I think it's actually it's lidar. It's the oh. same. It's the same technology they use to like shoot missiles off of like fighter wow, jets. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Except <laughs> yeah. it's just constantly spinning and, and it... mapping the sort of surrounding oh, okay, environment. Okay, that yeah, makes yeah, sense. Yeah. yeah. What it looks like is a completely blacked out like rotating police l- siren light. Yeah. Right. Like that's what yeah. it actually looks like. Yeah. So it's it really weird. This thing pulls up and it's well, your asleep. eyes sort of senses motion without yeah, really being able to like discern yeah, it because it's spinning so fast. Yeah. But it black. Yeah. Yeah. And this thing pulls up and it's just it looks like the most hellishly dystopian vehicle you've ever seen. It's yep. all black, glossy black, cameras pointing everywhere, crazy spinning thing on the top. And then inside the window, four millennials all sort of just like, they look <laughs> like they're out of a B-roll for a commercial for yogurt or something. They're all sort of just like, ah, and like talking to each other and sort of gesturing, but they're inside this panopticon tank. It was right. it was crazy. And so that's an Elm Street ending, but for our modern for our modern times. Yeah, uh, <laughs> a thing I really remember being like 90s kids will remember um, most of the content of this podcast. Right. Uh, a thing I remember from growing up was this low level meme that was always kind of going, which was like, "Where's all? Where's what happened to the future? Yeah. Where's my hoverboards and flying cars? Like, where's boop boop? Like, where did it, where did it all the future we were promised?" Oh, it's here. And then, and then that's sort of like, yeah, we actually just have it. We just have the other version of it yeah. that was in RoboCop instead of the version of it that was in Back to the Future. Yes. But we still have all that shit. Yeah. It's just sort of secretly. We don't have hoverboards and flying cars. We have camera festooned automatic cars. Like we have like the Johnny Cab from Total Recall uh, right. and the Mars Colony from Total Recall. <laughs> what and is the Mars Colony from Total Recall? What do we have that's that? Oh, we don't. No. <laughs> I was hoping you'd just go with me on this. Uh, and we have the hero of Total Recall yeah. as the former governor of our state. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But I mean, like the, the flying car thing, I actually saw this week that Airbus has announced that they want to hit, like they want to put oh, really? people in a flying car by next year. Wait, it's essentially what? It's year? essentially a giant quadcopter. Well, there's no way that quadcopters oh don't lead the flying big, cars, right? It's just a right? big fucking drone. Yeah, quad... Yeah, watch Airbus be actually beat to market by some guy who just duct tapes sure, of course. 40... Quadcopters together, and then puts a flamethrower on the end of it. <laughs> right, <laughs> something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, probably. The Airbus one's just going to come with a gun. That's true. Because the first ones they make are going to be for the military. for the military. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We removed the gun and then opened this showroom in downtown San Francisco. <laughs> Take your self-driving Uber to a car with only some cameras on it. Self-driving flying car. That's inevitable too, right? Oh God! The whole, the whole point of a flying car was that you'd get the fucking fly around. And by the time a flying car shows <laughs> oh, that's up, true. you will that's not get to fly true. it. How no, this is right. so the future sucks. <laughs> Fuck it. If you thought anything else about the future was bad, but you were holding out on like maybe I'll live to see flying cars, eat shit. You will, and it, you won't even get to drive it because you're gonna pay the Uber app to drive you to work in it, and then it's gonna be surge pricing. It's <laughs> so, always surge pricing in the sky. Yep. <laughs> I guess it's actually more terrifying to imagine a future in which flying cars exist and we all everyone is dr- able to fly them. Yeah. Oh yeah. Driver. You don't I want know. that future. No, you yeah. don't, but you, <laughs> you really don't. Do. You don't, but you want to fly the car. One. You want no, no one else to fly it. Yeah. You just want to be, you want to be like how you think you are in a regular car. Right. Where everyone else is a terrible driver. Yes. And you're amazing. Yes. Yeah. You just want that to actually be the reality. Oh, people right. in this city just don't know how to drive. Um, whatever city you're listening in, I'm from there. <laughs> yeah, that is the same Talking thing. Talking about as, people who aren't from there, yes, so don't worry. That's the same thing as like people from, insert literally any country here, they really know how to drink. That's the, mm, like, yeah. you, you can you can literally take any country in the world and like 
anyone from it will declare that like that's like we know we know how to hold our alcohol. That's like we're very known for we that. We really the combination uh-huh. of we we're, we know how to drink and drive flying cars. <laughs> oh no! Uh, it's, <laughs> Watch, it's the man. The the, the two sentiments actually combine amazingly. Yeah. Of <laughs> everyone here is a terrible driver. <laughs> we really know how to drink. <laughs> This country really knows how to deconstruct its own democracy and charge its own <laughs> citizens up the ass to drive their own cars around. <laughs> you say that about anywhere, really. Yeah. yeah. I was just going to say, speaking of the future. Oh, okay. Oh, good. Yeah. Whew. Okay, let's get yeah, out of the press. Let's move on to the safe topics. topics. <laughs> I know you guys saw this story. Robots wearing human skin. <laughs> yes. Like, yes. You want to explain this quickly? Yeah, so... This I, is actually about- a really logical thing when you think about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like anything. Said the lead uh, scientist responsible for the program. Uh, <laughs> this is- sweat was rolling down his face and a laser sight was on the back of his head. This is an, an inevitable <laughs> progress for humans. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> the electrical coil like sucked back out of his yeah, brain. No, it's- yeah. <laughs> for skin and organ transplants, yes. they are now building robot armatures that you can put the skin or musculature or organ on yeah, pre-wear that so they can be pre-worn to shape it to a person and the article says like well maybe this could even get to the point where you could model the armature out of uh like in this in the shape of the person so that the organ will fit them better like like a pro gaming keyboard or mouse or something where it could sort of mm-hmm. like slide around oh, until until it's the Ew. shape of a person then you just lay some skin on it imagine just laying some human skin on a mouse that's what scientists do, right? <laughs> like you put what? an ear on a. <laughs> I got distracted halfway through that thought by the actual experiments where people like grafted a human ear to a mouse. <laughs> Wait, did you just somehow leap from a gaming mouse to a real <laughs> mouse in yeah. a lab? Look, it's did ju- your brain just seamlessly do that, and you didn't explain that that's where you were going? <laughs> just dad jokes here. <laughs> anyway, the article then also postulates. Oh, you know, or maybe this is the inroad to putting skin on a robot for the robot to wear. Parentheses, (laughs) which is bad because that's exactly what's in the Terminator movies. Parentheses. uh, Additional parentheses not in the article except that this is real life. Yeah. Uh, The, 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 um... Uh Uh-oh. Uh oh, you gold bloomed. I'm gold bloomed. <laughs> you did it. Uh, <laughs> oh no, why did you give Jake your NyQuil, Chris? The <laughs> podcast can't have two people. What I was going to say, we're talking about the San Francisco <laughs> tech startup version of the future and how it's kind of like the real, like the future that people thought we would have in the 70s through 90s, but it's like kind of shittier and more evil in, on all axes. Terminator objectively a pretty evil manifestation of the robotic future what we didn't expect all of the language of its possible applications and commercialization just feel like this is going to be licensed out to yeah you know i mean i guess that's just what cyberdyne systems is but that a company just exists pre-startup culture like the terminator corporation feels like it gives the impression of being like a company that started off as like a Hewlett Packard or something right. and then evolved yeah, yeah, yeah. and changed yeah. their name to be evil. Right. Um, as opposed to like, we're like Steve Jobs, but for putting skin on robots. Oh, I think Cyberdyne could totally be a normal day. I don't even think that totally Cyberdyne? is. Cyberdyne? Like, yeah. Doesn't that exist? Isn't there an actual real company called that? Yeah, no, um, you're right. Cyberdyne's real. The thing I kept thinking about when I saw this was like, pre-worn skin i keep thinking of it in the same oh, it's artisanal mind space yeah mind space <laughs> like 
pre-washed jeans. Oh, oh wow, that's a great skin graft you've got. Oh, yeah, it's pre-worn. Oh, oh, it's a robot. Oh, it's, yeah. it's the Clooney line. <laughs> right? Aren't they just going to like create molds of like oh, no. people's skin that you want to wear? <laughs> are are <Yes>. they? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I feel like they okay. would. They are if you're a robot. Right. If you're a person, that would be a really expensive <laughs> and not successful process. Why? <laughs> to Whoa. remove your your skin and put George Clooney's skin on? I mean, well, okay. Well, you could get like his his cheek. Yeah. I guess if it was pre-worn. I'm saving up for the nose. If yeah. it was pre-worn uh, to fit, maybe anyone could wear it. Yeah, that's yeah, the whole that's point. The I'm robot thinking. like yeah. stretches it. Like you get Clooney's skin, but then you put it in a robot that's shaped like y- you, and then the robot sort of just, <laughs> just like, takes oh, over. Oh, I still look like the me. The robot sort of walks around. <laughs> I don't look like George Clooney <laughs> at all. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, it the just like it just squeezes Clooney yeah. into you know like six inches shorter than he is. <laughs> right, and, a little like, schlubbier, sort yeah. of just like little wimpy arms. <laughs> yeah, his skin's kind of sagging in places. <laughs> God, these, but it's George Clooney's DNA. DNA. Right. <laughs> these robots. But like, only on the skin. Like, if it regrew, it'd be mine. Do you think these robots would then, like, pass each other on the street? Oh, I thought and this see is people. each other wearing. No, the robots. No. The robots pre wear the skin oh. to, to get it, like. Oh, so you're like, wow, that's George Clooney. And it's like, I am not. I am just wearing <laughs> just, his skin yeah. to sell. Just, yeah. <laughs> this is I am a Nick humble Brecken. skin merchant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But what, what I was thinking, do you think the robots run into each other on the street and it's like tall Clooney and short Clooney and they're like, hey, hey. Hello, uh, George Clooney. Hi, hey, George Clooney. Clooney! Hey! hey Clooney! Clooney. Oh, what if the robots that are How wearing the skin... How long you been wearing this one? <laughs> the robots that are wearing the skin that look like the celebrities that are walking around in the street because they're pre-wearing someone's highly uh, sought after, you know, paid a high price for pre-worn celebrity skin. Maybe they're loaded with soundboards of the celebrity that they sound like so that they can do a little bit of basic meeting. Are you just trying to tie this back into there's inevitably going to be an Arnold soundboard? (laughs) There's uh, inevitably going to be an Arnold. Okay. 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 Let's back this up and think about it. Full circle. Cybernetic organism. Okay. (laughs) Fucking right. Okay. I feel like we've set this up 100% celebrity Human skin worn by a robot that oh, you can I see. then wear. Oh, okay, okay. Obviously, so the Terminator is just selling <laughs> skin. Oh, yeah. Really, ultimately, he's not out to kill humans. He's out to the first ones sell at least. Skin. At least that's where they right. came from. Right, exactly. They so were the new fit to order celebrity skin yeah. salesmen with Arnold Schwarzenegger soundboards. Yeah, you know what that means in the timeline of Terminator Two or Terminator. Arnold Schwarzenegger, the normal guy, yeah, he's the also template. exists. Yeah. He's just walking around being oh, in movies and by stuff. the way, and in the movie, Arnold oh. would eat that scene up. Because he would just be like the goofy, schlubby Did guy. He, that just literally, like, that's okay. That's is that literally in the movie? True Lies. Wait, sorry. No. True Lies, the good movie. Last Action Hero. Okay, I knew. There, <laughs> I have never there's seen There's some Last goofy version Hero. of him, right? He's literally yeah. in Last Action Hero. Yeah. His movie character comes out of a screen, yeah, and then Arnold Schwarzenegger is, right, right, is right. there, yeah, and sees himself, and they like, I, they, I don't know, they Arnold yeah. Schwarzenegger it up, and I don't think it's good. I think 2017 Arnold Schwarzenegger in a Terminator movie where a Terminator goes to 2017 and hangs out with 2017 Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, that idea was good until I realized that it would be a CGI de-aged Terminator and then oh, I don't yeah. give a they shit already, I mean, anymore. they already did that. I know, but like not hanging out with Arnold, not like smoking right. a cigar. <laughs> Arnold gives the Terminator a fucking high. I mean, this is even more confusing because in a world in which that Terminator movie also exists, 
you then you then have Arnold Schwarzenegger like unwittingly acting out something that is also in fact happening for real. Oh like, no! Arnold Schwarzenegger is a real guy, <laughs> and these skin robots are gonna be like this is research right. that's right. happening. Yeah, no, this skin robot comes back and is like, well, I came here to kill John Connor, but this is the best research I've ever been able to do. Teach me, <laughs> teach me your ways. <laughs> And then Arnold's like, well, when I was in the Terminator movies, this is how I <laughs> oh my, acted. Oh, my God. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, and then a black hole opens up and all of existence is swallowed, <laughs> leaving behind only Thank one Christ. floppy Terminator skin floating away in, in space. <laughs> to, right, which will then seed the DNA it, of life onto a new planet. Right, which creates more Terminator movies. Will, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> more it, Terminator oh, thought, movies? Oh. Yes. It's yeah, no, I was going to say, it goes into the black hole and then emerges in that weird Terminator sphere in 1972, <laughs> spotting in a completely different, oh. where it's just, wait, skin? Wait, what is this pile of skin? This is interesting. I was going to propose wow, this that- could really do some great research <laughs> yeah, on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we should really Cy- put a- Cyber skin. John Cyberdyne. <laughs> yeah. I should really build a metal, iconic metal armature to put underneath <laughs> this. <laughs> I was going to propose that the skin <laughs> is the most temporally fucked yes. up universe ever posited. This, yeah, I feel bad. like if you take the Terminator films and, and extrapolate them out to their logical conclusion, this engine, unless the skin floats away to like the alien versus Predator planet. <laughs> but that's also fucked up because Arnold Schwarzenegger's in Predator. Oh, no. <laughs> so that also, they're like, oh, my God, we found the skin of whatever his character name is in Predator. What is this? What does this mean? He's like younger and or older. I can't remember. <laughs> We got to build a robot so we can get our friend back. Okay, I'm so confused. But now. then that well, they they figure out that that's like the guy who killed the predator the first time, and they have his skin now from a Terminator skin that floated away. So they- <laughs> okay. And <laughs> oh, they have to rebuild Arnold Schwarzenegger to find the predator. Obviously, <laughs> Jesus oh, Christ, Chris, are you? How can you not follow this? <laughs> I really, I'm so confused. Anyway, in conclusion, Arnold Tommy Westfall wakes up. Yeah. I was- <laughs> I would say Arnold Schwarzenegger at this point is one of the 45 brains. Well, or his skin is. That's, that's true. Arnold <laughs> Schwarzenegger's skin. Arnold Schwarzenegger's, like, patch of arm skin. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Just a sort Left of arm. floppy rubber glove floating through yeah. space is somehow the center of a huge portion of our existence. So. Yeah. Apparently responsible for, like, spawning alien civilizations and for simultaneous overlapping timelines of our own world. Yeah, that's that's kind of why, like... Which mainly exists to make more Terminator movies, yeah. as far as I can tell. I feel go. like that's accurate. We're living in that timeline for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, tr- that's true. Yeah, we're in that one. Yeah. There's, like, the Tommy Westfall universe and, like, the Deep Space Nine guy. We're in the one where Arnold's definitely... skin keeps flopping onto someone's desk and, <laughs> and they keep spawning just, more Terminators. And, just, yeah. and or Terminators. We've missed the existence. Well, <laughs> they're merging because I was like, we've missed the existences where Terminator is real. False. It is. We just read the news article about it. Yeah. Um, so this is all confirmed fact based on that news article that we read. Yeah. Are you calling it important, Jake? The day that an actual fully <laughs> full armature robot walks around wearing human flesh, that is important. Well, that's, that probably means this part is too. Yeah. The part with this Arnold Schwarzenegger like, traveling like through time 30 <laughs> times? Step 32 <laughs> well, on, yeah, the, but on the... Uh, I more mean like robots wearing human skin to yeah. sort of just we, they're just they're just stretching it out they're just don't worry we'll put it on we'll give it to humans who need it later but for now the robots need to wear it yeah they're just priming it if robots exist in this in this form it seems like it's likely to come out of somewhere in the state of california maybe it could be boston yeah 
Those are the two two places. <laughs> but if it comes in from California, even if California has switched over entirely to autonomous vehicles that the robots are commandeering, Arnold Schwarzenegger in his hydrogen-powered Hummer will hopefully just tear through the freeway and just <laughs> nail that robot to the wall. Yeah. <laughs> just the first one? Yeah. And then he just stops it. Why wouldn't they just make another one? Because Arnold Schwarzenegger would stop it. He's proven to them that he can do that. <laughs> and they say, oh, it's futile. Yeah. We should stop he'll now. Just oh, keep, he'll, he'll keep just doing keep it. Sending his arm skin back in time. Right. He doesn't know about that. Another he doesn't know about that. Okay. That's not. No, that's. He doesn't have to know about it for it to be destiny. Well, what will probably happen is like he'll get cut a little bit, then a little bit of blood will drip onto the robot that will take it home and clone his skin. Oh, that's, that's true. Send it back in time, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. You know the yeah, drill, yeah, classic yeah, yeah, scenario. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. Okay, we're done talking about this forever. <laughs> <laughs> yes, also I apologize for coughing so much, especially then whenever I laugh, it gets inflamed. When I get a cough, it just goes on for weeks. Mm, yeah. I should probably get a fucking robot to like wear me out a new esophagus just or take whatever. some NyQuil that reminds me of this I'm still taking it of this uh, thing we were going to talk about this this influenza study oh yeah uh, oh wow was, wow yeah no, I'm, I'm, nice I'm doing a little, uh, little pull here um, yeah uh, this was sent in I think by a reader um, it was sent in by Jordan Eldridge but also yes. Chris you had read the article that referenced this yourself I believe yeah this <clears> was a crazy <throat> thing so uh, we have mentioned fleetingly on this podcast I believe and more at greater length on our, our other podcast, Idle Thumbs, a really crazy parasite um, that lives in cat guts. This is toxoplasmosis? Yeah, it, it it's... I think the parasite is called something else, but oh right, it causes toxic toxoplasmosis. Yeah, yeah, I I think I forget all the terminology. The parasite you are boops, correct. boops. You're correct. There's a parasite yeah. that causes the the sort of uh, phenomenon con- toxoplasmosis. Yeah. yeah, and so what this thing does is it breeds in cat guts, which is the only place it can sexually reproduce. This parasite, and then cats <clears throat> poop it out, and then other creatures like rats or humans or whatever come in contact with it and then it infects the host that new host and makes them do things that keep it in proximity to cats mm. so that it can get back to cats and, and, and so, reproduce I mean, it's, and, so, it, it intends to get into things like rats yeah. which will then suddenly a part of their brain will be altered that makes them like cats and cat pee more mm-hmm. so that a cat will kill them and eat it and eat it so that it can go back in the cat gut right and bone some more and then be pooped yeah, out again right yeah so there's there's this whole like body of research about these crazy parasites that actually affect the brain chemistry and behavior of their hosts and we came across this crazy study that suggests that the flu virus um this is so bonkers the flu virus in humans for what, 24, 48 hours, something like that? 36, I think. 36 hours, something Split like that. Split the difference. It's after the human has become infected with the flu virus, and this this applies to um, flu vaccine. I think that's how they actually Yeah, they tested, tested it, it using that's, the vaccine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, which is still obviously a strain of the flu virus. Um, for like a day or two after you've been infected with it, your desire for social activity raises because the flu virus wants you to come in contact. That's the hypothesis. That's mm. obviously not proven, but that's what they think. They think that it yeah. w- makes you want to just go hang out with other people to give them the flu. Yeah. I did see a lot of... That uh, is crazy. Yeah. 
Yeah. This was a study, I think, with only a couple of dozen people. And so you're saying this is important if true. Right. This is definitely I did want to mention true. that right. uh, it's an initial sort of paper that was meant to suggest further research. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's crazy. I'm still happy if, that that is even up on the table. Well, apparently it's just that, I mean, and I knew this already because I had some, um, like I've, I have this thing that apparently I guess like half of the population has, uh, called H pylori, which is this I was going to say a penis. Jesus <laughs> 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 Christ. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Uh, but no, it's an organism that lives in your stomach. Uh, it's one of many different. <laughs> you fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> so you have an, <laughs> anyway. H. pylori, go. Yeah. But no, uh, all of this stuff just lives in your gut. I mean, it's all, yeah. and it's because your gut is a living organism. There's just tons yeah, of bacteria of down there. there. Some of it's healthy bacteria, some of it's unhealthy. But scientists are just sort of like figuring out what all this shit does. Um, and then when you mentioned this, Chris, I looked up just sort of like f- like further studies and all this stuff and i found something that was perhaps even more disturbing than this uh than this flu thing because something that makes me go socialize i think is probably maybe on balance that's fine maybe i <laughs> maybe i should get the flu vaccine more well, often i will uh, cause harm to other people <laughs> yeah but my social standing will go through the yeah. roof yeah well you know until they're all I could, sick oh but then they're gonna come back to you it's just yeah, a shitty. It's a shitty right, zombie movie. True. It's like the most benign, most benign garbage zombie movie. We just keep hanging out with each other, but we're <laughs> sick. <laughs> but I, <laughs> yeah, my mine is a is less effective because I just sort of cough a lot, and then sound right. like so, Jeff Goldblum and confuse your wife. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. I guess that's kind of a benefit. <laughs> <laughs> it really freaked Nick and I out when you talked about that two weeks ago. We did not know what to. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. It was scary. It's was fine. that two weeks ago? Have I had this cough for that long? I thought it was two weeks ago. Yeah, it was oh two weeks ago. Oh, my God. <laughs> what a disaster. You're just Sorry, chasing you just been hallucinating for I two weeks. I never even yeah. got actually like, well, sick. How long I never even got the real illness symptoms. Yeah. I just have been coughing for two weeks. Yeah. Oh, what a mess. Anyway. Anyway, Nick, you were saying? Yeah, so I found this, uh, this other study that uh, is based on a virus that um, is found in algae and uh, is, has only been known to be found in algae. And what they discovered is that it's actually transferred, it's made the jump to humans. Um, and this virus specifically is known to uh, impair like visual uh, cognition, like it will, like motor functions, Whoa. it disrupts motor functions. And so they tested it in humans um, and they found that people who have this in their guts uh, on balance have a 10% uh, impaired motor function Compared to a control group. Oh, man. On top of that, they tested it in mice, which is, you know, sort of like the way you kind of verify that this is actually affecting not just humans who have like subjective mm-hmm. brains. Uh, and they found basically the exact same results. So there is some weird virus. And you have this. No, I don't have that. <laughs> Well, no. I mean, when I read that, I was like, oh, well, this explains why I'm just, I can't fucking use a game controller anymore. (laughs) Like, this is why I can't, like... I got the algae disease. Yeah, I've got the algae thing. Um, What what I... Fucking weird. What does your thing do? Oh, it just it just gives me like a stomach ache. Although they connect it, well, no, that's the that's the primary thing. But then they they suspect they 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 really. I have this thing that half a population has well, no, no. a stomach ache. They suspect no, that it gives me ten percent better motor function. <laughs> no, it only so it only it only actually like people can have it. It doesn't actually like impair you in like like the majority of the population. But if you have it and it actually for whatever reason affects you, 
um, it apparently affects your mood drastically. Mm. Uh, and so they're wondering if that's a similar thing to toxoplasmosis, <laughs> where it's you've got a stomach thing and then it's affecting something so in your brain, but they don't know how. The algae one on its face is not super amazing to me. Like, it's not as crazy as it makes you like cats. Right. Uh, or... Uh, man, I just forgot the other one. Uh, oh, or it makes you, you more sociable. Go, like, yeah. social but the person. thing I feel like the thing that's interesting to me when you when you unveiled that there is also this algae one, and now also apparently your mood swing uh, organism. <laughs> I feel like the number of these that people are discovering now is going up. Yeah, yeah, is going up and up and up, and it makes me want to know what other ones there are. Oh, there's <laughs> one that makes people want to research uh, parasites. <laughs> I wish. God, that would be amazing. This one that makes me... Parasites have found out that they're grown increasingly in dishes if people are researching them. So uh, they're really trying to optimize... We're trying to figure out why people are getting so into researching these parasites. It's really, it's an interesting phenomenon. There's one parasite God. that invents evidence of a bunch of other parasites uh, so that it seems like they're spreading plants, yeah. wildly. It's just an asshole parasite that just... Pl- yeah. That falsifies evidence that Guys, other got this are- other parasite that are also me. I've invented one that people will think makes other things like cats more <laughs> they're gonna go crazy about this well this okay so but I, yeah I, I know that this is that there isn't this but um because this is this parasites that do horrible things to you is less fascinating than the atomic age or genetic researching or whatever but this feels easily like there's got to be like 700 more of these out there that do crazy shit. Oh, like, oh yeah. Absolutely. There's, there's got to sure. be the one or, that lets you or, walk up a wall or like <laughs> or the, super strength. Oh, shit. Oh, you yeah. Know, yeah, or, oh, you know, yeah, precognition. Okay. That's got to be out there. Like, there's no way, one, either that's real, or two, in 15 years, if this science continues we'll to find them. One. Oh, man. I hadn't even thought that we were going to invent one. I oh, no. That's what they, I was about to say. This feels like oh, you're right, ripe territory for not genetic manipulation because you can't do that after you've already been born. That's but boring. If you, Just it, plant a parasite in someone. Exactly. Uh, I got to wake up and take my pills. Uh, this is the one that makes me fucking take the trash out. This is the one that makes me... Uh, <laughs> this is the one that like, makes me like doing do, chores. So yeah, yeah this is now. the one that makes me like to take all of these pills. This is the one that like... <laughs> That's Fuck. just that's just my symbiote. I'll poop it out later yeah. today well, when I, mean, I get the garbage done. Once I do the shopping, and then my cat will will eat it, right. and they'll do their own litter box. God, I ate the I ate the cat parasite right before I went shopping, and all I bought was Fancy Feast. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> shit. I just wanted to postulate one that only works on Arnold Schwarzenegger and makes him want to perpetuate that cycle of shit, but I couldn't fucking remember how any of it worked in order to post <laughs> oh, a stupid joke about this it. This is the one this that is makes me remember all, everything that Jake says. It's the one that makes Arnold Schwarzenegger want to dramatically cut the skin off his arm and reveal his bones <laughs> and then throw oh, the man. skin away. Oh, God, I didn't I even think about that, that scene. That's the thing that happened. Uh, yeah. yeah. He straight up just... <laughs> of course it's He, he looks at... What is it? Dyson? Is that, is that yes. his name? Yeah, the guy who goes... <laughs> <laughs> on the detonator, <laughs> yeah. then explodes. But Arnold Schwarzenegger definitely feels whenever he. It, it, it's whenever he sees that guy, he really wants to show him the skin under his arm. <laughs> that guy has moved to Europe. He's living in France at this point to get away from Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> How does he keep growing his skin back to show me his thing? <laughs> <laughs> Where is he? <laughs> he's good at breathing in a panicked way with a detonator no, in his it. hand. It's his move. Well, that's all he does now. <laughs> he has a anyway, that makes him really good at that. Arnold, did you take your pills? Uh, no, I do not take that anymore. <laughs> I cannot. Uh, now, now, Arnold. <laughs> it's good for you. Dyson's waiting for you. <laughs> I cannot show him my arm. And then, don't worry, and you'll then, want to. No, you. He's made it to, I, I, want, I, wear, I, I must show him. Was that the sound of Arnold eating pills? Yeah, it's like someone forcing pills out of his mouth. <laughs> I 
need to cough so badly. I think, I think we should take a break. Let's take a so break. Chris gets the and come on, we're on a break, we're on a break, 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 break. This episode of Important If True is brought to you by Warby Parker. Warby Parker makes prescription eyeglasses and prescription and non-prescription sunglasses. The frames, the lenses, everything for $95. They're nice. They come in a variety of styles, attractive frames. And if you go to warbyparkertrial.com slash thumbs, you can get five of these frame options sent to your home. Yeah, you pick out if you, you know... It's hard to know what sunglasses or glasses look good on you until you actually try them on. So you can pick five that you might like. Yeah, you could get a robot to try them on for you. I mean, maybe don't do that unless you're oh, buying like them for robot, your like, robot. Would a robot put them onto you or would a robot put them onto itself, but then it's your face and you're freaked out? <laughs> well, that's true. But it's, then you're like, oh, I look cool in those. I mean, the, if the robot doesn't, it's a robot of my it's face. It's my skin, so yeah, so works well with my coloring. Yeah. Yeah. Works well with my robot. If you would like to uh, to get five of these frames for your robot you to try on, go to warbyparkertrial.com slash thumbs. It's free to get these uh, these five sent to you. Uh, and you just have to pick them up if you like one of them. That's warbyparkertrial.com slash thumbs. Put them on your robot. I like our ad slogans generally. I think we have good ad slogans. Mm-hmm. They're usually just telling someone forcibly to do something to something. Yeah, that's slam it in your face. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. This episode of Important If True is also brought to you by Quip, elegantly designed electric toothbrushes and brush head refill plans every three months. You never have to think about getting a new brush head you never have to think about getting new batteries um they will even they even have plans with toothpaste and stuff if you want that if you just want all of your tooth stuff to just come to your house uh this is like the easiest way to do it it's a really nice toothbrush and if you go to tryquip.com slash thumbs you will get ten dollars off your first refill I've been using a Quip toothbrush for a little while now. I really like it. It does this really cool thing where it pulses every 30 seconds to remind you to move on to the next quadrant of your mouth so you get the full two-minute toothbrushing messes with your brain and makes it feel like it's not as long. That's uh, actually it's a, yeah. it's a parasite living in you that's making <laughs> you want to brush your teeth in 30-second <laughs> right. intervals. Yes. I don't think I can, I don't think it's probably legally a good idea to suggest that this mm. company will send you a parasite. Uh, well, that parasite doesn't one, exist. Who's to, who's to it doesn't exist. It's a fictional parasite. Wink. <laughs> <laughs> and if you go to tryquip.com/thumbs, you can get $10 off your first refill. It also comes in this nice little case that you can stick to the tile wall of your of your bathroom. I love that. A brush pod. Yeah, I yeah. love sticking things on my, my uh, bathroom wall. <laughs> I knew you did, Nick. That's I'm, why I brought this. I'm gonna That's why this. I brought this up for do you. Do you love that? I do. He's what known, stuff he's, stuck everywhere? What's on he's your known, wall? He's known oh, for yeah, it. Yeah, we got like holders and like, you know, just various holders. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you can have a toothbrush holder. Yeah, yeah. go to tryquip.com slash thumbs for $10 off your first refill. Get that holder, Quip. Festoon your bathroom. <laughs> We're back this time. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It's personal. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. No, it's not. But I do have to tell you about what I think is the strangest video game box art of all time. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm. Is I'm, it how there's <laughs> on Doom one of the demons is actually like holding the guy's arm and sort of like <laughs> laughing at him or something? <laughs> it's not. Uh, 
It's not Isn't dissimilar that to that. Looks like okay. Yes. Yes. Sorry, no, oh, yes. That is <laughs> okay. That yes, is for everyone, sure a thing. Everyone on There's the Laffy Demon. Guy. Yes. The, the box art to Doom is kind of like it's you know it's that Space Marine shooting a bunch of demons or whatever, and the demons are supposed to look scary, but it's sort of like how I think that a dog thinks that it looks scary, <laughs> but it just looks happy to a person. It's one of those demons who are just like going, hey! Like, Classic dog problem. It is a Just dog, dog problems. Just dog problems here, and demons, dogs and demons. Uh-huh. Uh, that's, of course, the game to which I am referring. Classic <laughs> tabletop role-playing game. No. Yep. Um, Classic dogs and demons. Sorry, Jake, did you have something to say about I'm, something important? No, but I do want to talk about the box art to the video game Streets of Rage. Okay. It's a Sega Genesis game, so it's from the 90s. I've never uh, actually played this game. It's Oh, I love Streets of Rage. Oh, it was a great it's game. It's just it's yeah. a beat 'em up. It's it's yeah. it's like your you double played it with your friend. Your double dragon, whatever. Yeah. It's of that era of sort of Sure. 80s. Was it in the arcade? I don't know if Streets of Rage was in the arcade, but it's of that same aesthetic. The okay, box art sure. Street, Streets of Rage is like right. a Sega Genesis it's a game. game. Where you fight guys. Yeah, and right. because of that it's got like all of the art surrounding it is like 80s VHS movie cover art. Like it's like lots of jean jackets, lots of back alleys, like lots of big hair and bandanas uh-huh. and people big, just like kicking each other. China kind yeah, of stuff. or it's it's like the fight scene from They Live times a thousand <laughs> right, okay. percent. Yeah. Right. Um and the Streets of Rage box art is that if you guys haven't seen it, it's just like it's just guys in t-shirts and jeans kicking the shit out of each other in an alley. Like there's like 16 fights going on at the same time. Okay. On this box. And that in and of itself is notable because it's just like video games hilarious 80s. video games are like what yeah. if what if movies but the most. <laughs> right, um yeah. But then um, there's a thread on the gaming forum NeoGAF that says, have you ever really looked at the Streets of Rage cover art? Mm-hmm. And it, it, it highlights some weird things. Like there's a machine gunning guy in an alley. There's two people getting in a fight where someone's getting knocked out of a window. There's like a weird green-skinned sewer dweller popping out of a mine uh, or like <laughs> out of, a, out of a, like a, a sewer cap in the bottom corner. And there's like two guys drop-kicking each other at the same time. And it's like, this, this is a weird box. Look at this. And then... Someone else showed up later on the page that said, oh, weird, that kind of reminds me of the box to the Super Nintendo game Final Fight 2. And, like, that Final Fight 2, another one of these video games where everyone beats the shit out of each other. Except that the box art, (laughs) if you look closely in the corner, there's, like, a green-skinned guy popping out of a sewer cap. There's also someone in the background getting punched out of a window, and there's two guys drop-kicking each other. And... Uh, then someone pointed out, well, actually, if you look at Streets of Rage 2's box, which is by a different artist, it also has a different sewer sewer guy popping out, and it has two other guys beating the shit out of each other in the background, and it's got, like... So it was by a different artist. They're all very clearly by different artists. Yeah. And they are released for different game systems at different times, and this is right. not an era when anyone would collaborate on this. Right. Right. But um, people... Yeah, I... <laughs> so what is going on? Like like so with so this to to people in this thread have gone on and been like, "Oh, well this this one pose over here is yeah. actually from like this Bruce Lee movie and this is from this 70s oh, all just black exploitation movie." Yeah. But that, that doesn't the, explain weird goblin that man. That doesn't though. explain green sewer goblin <laughs> that man. That doesn't explain It doesn't explain guy getting punched out of the yeah. window. I mean, unless it does. Maybe 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 the the reference point for weird goblin sewer man just hasn't been found. Right. I don't maybe, know what that would be. They, they're all all of these cover the artists. Gremlins take New York. Right. right. They, yeah, all, they all looked at the one copy of like Fangoria that has a an ad for the movie Chud in it or something. But no, I what I like to think about when I think about this is that all of those like 80s airbrush uh movie poster game art guys 
had like a secret club they were <laughs> oh, like man. god i put the goblin in the box I put the goblin on there <laughs> and right. they're like you know oh good i got i got lady getting punched out of a window into mine yep. but the the actual better version of this that, that as i thought about it more is what if these guys never talked to each other oh shit what if these artists had no relation and like Oh my god! And they're just yeah, that's like way more so they're just yeah. yeah. If they it's if, like Kilroy or something where you just see having, it and then pass yeah, it on. Like, or like if, no, like if they're all having a close encounters of the third kind thing where like oh they're, oh where my they're god all, oh they're I didn't all, even I they're didn't. like I just every box art that I draw that's got this goblin coming out of a sewer cap and a woman being punched and two guys drop kicking each other. <laughs> it just it's it just feels like it's the most appropriate. Yeah, it's so perfect. It's just, it's just I mean, sure, there's the guys so, fighting in the <laughs> foreground, but like I so, think this. So this the end of the movie is I'm just like walking into Chicago, and then there's a fucking goblin guy, <laughs> like fucking like it's just a burning oh, building. Man, well, they, they all, just, they all, all like, walk into the, the alley from the different sides, yeah, yeah. and then they all look at each other. Yeah. And then when that goblin <laughs> yeah, shows up, yeah, yeah. Like, that goblin's mine. No, he's mine. Oh, and then just, they all just oh. kick the shit out of each oh, other. Oh, oh, I was thinking they more. It's like Mulholland. Yeah. Oh, oh my. See, God. I was imagining Mulholland Drive. I was imagining like just I've had this dream about this guy, and then, like they all get together, and then the guy's just fucking happening. there, and then they just yeah. die. Like, right. Oh yeah, no, you're right. No matter what, David Lynch is directing the movie of the Streets of Rage final fight. Uh, VHS action movie box art guys who all have the same vision of a weird man in a sewer. <laughs> Those are already David Lynch things. Right. Well, yeah. you know, so when they're all in their individual obsessions of like painting the goblin guy, painting the, you know, drop kicking guys. Did you draw both of his eyes looking forward? Because I always gave him one lazy eye. <laughs> I always the, had him use his left hand. Weird. <laughs> as they're doing this in their like studios with their easels and everything, they're also like they're putting on the the bandana. Like they're you know <laughs> right. they're they're putting on the leather jacket. They're just getting really into it. You know they they're, think they're doing that to like take photo reference and look at themselves in the mirror. But they're all like they're just becoming. But then they leave them on. Then like. Their their they friends are like. Them. Their You're still, like, are you doing one of those? Are you doing one of those box arts? Yeah. <laughs> you got, oh no! I, I I mean I did the one a few weeks ago. The work's kind of getting a little slower. Like, oh, but you're, oh, you're, you're just still, really feeling oh, it? Like, I, oh, what I do you mean? Just, oh, yeah, I, just, I, just, you know, I, just threw, I just threw something on today. I don't know. Yeah. I just... Man, it's laundry day. The guy who's know. the deepest in is in a bar hanging out with his friends with a sewer cap wearing green <laughs> makeup. He's like, why? Well, just, just feels good. <laughs> just feels good. Yeah. Anyway, I've really got to go to this one back alley in Detroit. This is getting really deep um, uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind reference. I don't know what else it would be. But yeah. 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 I only just saw that movie for the first time with you, Jake, a couple of years ago. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's a good movie. It is. Yeah. It's weird that it tells the story of the creation of the Streets of Rage box art and yeah. Final Fight box thought art. thought that was a weird if subplot. You look in the, in yeah, the, weird early Spielberg. <laughs> yeah. If you look in the deep yeah. background, not a, a Final Fight 2 has got all of this stuff in it, but the, uh, Final Fight 1 has the like the Devil's Peak in the deep background. <laughs> right, okay. Uh, and sort of like a, a tiny Richard Dreyfus crawling up it in the background. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's really strange. Close Encounters of the Third Kind is a Spielberg movie that I feel like it's one that just sort of gets name dropped along with all of the great Spielberg movies, but people don't watch it as much anymore. Yeah, at least yeah, that's my yeah. suspicion. I think that's, oh, that's I think totally that's the case. And yeah. I think that if you haven't watched Close Encounters of the Third Kind, you absolutely <clears throat> should definitely 100% watch it. There's I, a Blu-ray of it now, I think, and it's just like, we saw. Yeah, we, we believe we saw it on Blu-ray, and it was yeah. very crisp and nice. Mm-hmm. The look of that movie is really strange. It feels like yeah. he was trying to make it look kind of like it was painted almost. like It, uh, it, it has like... It like it looks like a weird movie that is just like built out of, like as if it was shot on a black canvas. Yep. 
and or like shot in darkness and the only things you can see are the things that are illuminated by like fill lights and 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 key lights and obviously that's how <sighs> existence works it starts off dark it's how you create light but you know <laughs> oh, brilliant you know what i mean but yeah, like yeah, fill, yeah, that's yeah. not why yeah. i mean just as no, an I aesthetic know. it kind of evokes just earlier mid-century science fiction stuff and also sort of a dreamlike atmosphere like yeah. all of the skies are either fake or are augmented to like be just fuller and more exposed so there's just sort of like a blue tinge to all of the all of the scenes yeah. even at night up to and including space which is never represented as entirely black it seems like like it's just it's a weird aesthetic for a Spielberg movie but then it still has a good Richard Dreyfuss being an awesome early Spielberg man in it yeah, um, you know, like if you've like liked Jaws, you should see Close <laughs> Encounters. It's totally incredibly different, but it's definitely one of the ones of that era of Spielberg before he does Indiana Jones movies and Jurassic Park and whatever yeah. else. It's a surprisingly raw movie, which isn't something that Spielberg yeah. yes. sticks with like over the rest of his career. No. Yeah. Yeah. no, I mean, if you compare that film to E.T., that is a fucking yeah, even drastic. That is a huge shift, a, and that's a few yeah. years and sort of and similar about, kind of. Spielberg, I think, yeah. cites the fact that he became a father to that shift in the right. tone of his movies. Of like, yes, because you know, Close Encounters is very much a like a dad driven by passion for something that he believes he has to do, who just basically walks out on his family. Yeah, it's got nothing to do with the passion of his family. Yeah, I mean, he's, yeah. he's yeah, he leaves the family behind it's, for... It's uh, really, it's interesting to see that aliens. versus, like, yeah. the father-son relationship in Jaws and the family relationship in E.T., where there is an absent dad, but it's very much about the family unit. There is a really, really, really interesting documentary that was shot by a Japanese television crew uh, about Steven Spielberg from that era where he was like basically just hanging out in a room with John Landis going like, well, I can make anything I want to now. I guess I better work all day. He has like a breakdown in the span of that documentary. This is just on YouTube. You can just go Google for this. It's really interesting. That guy was going through like a lot of just not knowing like when to stop basically Crazy. because he could just like he was just working all the time and he had all he the money in the world and didn't know why he was doing right anything yeah. yeah yeah when that it's, it's really interesting it's weird actually when that documentary aired on japanese television uh the guys who did the box art for streets of rage <laughs> final fight and fucking whatever um cite that as a seminal influence right on their <laughs> On their careers as illustrators, <laughs> they look. That documentary came on TV because they weirdly suddenly their TVs all picked up a TV show from Japan, and they went, "It all makes sense." Yeah, well, would, I'm Steven they... Spielberg. <laughs> <laughs> they were committed immediately <laughs> <laughs> to getting that box art done. <laughs> yeah, I don't think a lot of those artists were Japanese. I'm not sure. Oh, really? Those I'm are not Japanese sure. games. Yeah, I think that this might be like the Western box art for oh. I'm not sure. Because that's like, there's just an aesthetic of like those 80s movie VHS covers and 80s arcade games and 80s video games. They've all got that sort of like van art look. And there's a lot of those guys that are still around and will do commissions. Oh, man. Oh, it is so tempting to find any of them and just be yeah. like... Paint me like one of your final fights. <laughs> Paint me. Paint like that one goblin of in the bottom goblins. corner of this. <laughs> yep. I need two guys punched out of that window. You know that. You know. Oh, okay. You, you know the drill. He's like, okay, do, yeah, do yeah, yeah. Final, final oh, fight. You want the? Yeah. Now, I, now I have a wedding gift for you, Jake. <laughs> that would be an amazing wedding gift to yeah. give to oh, yeah. any. Yeah. It is you two as the two <laughs> right, protagonists the two, like, in the foreground yeah, the of the final fight. Yeah. 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 Or middle, you've got each other's backs, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah back to back. In yeah. the middle of a yeah. huge street fight with goblins and shit. Right. Yeah. yeah. 
if anyone was writing in for advice about what a great wedding gift would be, we've answered that definitively. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we have some reader mail. Ben Sullivan writes, your efforts to under- uncover the identity of all 45 human brains needs better visibility. So you can now go to 45brains.online. <laughs> ben what a good domain. Yeah, yeah ben, the best ben, domain name. Ben Sullivan name, says, yeah. there are 408 podcasts left until January 2025, but don't get complacent. What happens in 2025? That's when all of the Internet of Things devices assemble ah, enough right. connective... Uh, God, enough. What a shitty Sarah Connor you are, Chris. That's what happens again? <laughs> what is it? What oh, the, right, the, the Terminators! That, oh, that's right, there's 45 shoot. sentient brains spread what out across the Internet. John? So, <laughs> that's the... So just to recap, in case you didn't hear last week's episode, I think. Um, th- it might have been the, earlier. It that is the year ago. by which it is... Uh, it is, is projected. It is hypothesized uh, that the connected web of Internet of Things devices, like, like smart refrigerators, your smart and toasters toaster, and your stuff, smart doorknob, um, will contain enough computing power uh, to they can replicate to the neural the net. neural network capacity of forty five human brains. And so we've been postulating the identities of these forty five brains and our. Um, our efforts so far yeah, are represented that? at 45brains.online. Yeah. So you can go and browse. Oh, which brain brains. is um, Arnold Schwarzenegger's skin? Because I realized from looking at that website, they don't. We, we ordered them numerically in the first couple of episodes, but I feel like it's <clears> safe <throat> to say that Arnold Schwarzenegger's skin is like brain 17. Well, we, <laughs> we've got Tommy Westfall, Bob Newhart, Snagglepuss, John Munch, and Benny Russell, who is the like... Captain from yes. Deep Space Nine, yeah. I guess. And, and then Arnold Schwarzenegger's well, that's his alter ego. skin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Schwarzenegger's skin. Right. You're declaring that's Brain 17? I think so. That's about right. right. We'll see All what right. fills in around there and if that if that's correct, but I'm pretty sure that that's, that that's locked in. Okay. You guys want to endorse some stuff? Yes. Let's endorse. Nick, what do you got? Uh, I got bad seasonal allergies. That's what I got, Chris. So, <laughs> That's what uh, you're endorsing? I, well, here's the thing. That's I what you're say, not endorsing. They're going to make you want to hang uh, out with people. Well, it's a great social lubricant. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing to me. I don't like it. <laughs> okay. So I want to fix it. Okay. Um, I've had bad allergies since I was a kid. In fact, when I was a kid, it would destroy whole days of my life. Just oh, wow. standing in front of a sink, like just leaking snot. And just like my <laughs> okay. eyes would puff up. And now... I can't. They're really unpredictable. But when they happen, I get foggy and I'm tired, and and I can't sleep, and it's just really disruptive. I hate taking hard hard drugs. I hate taking hard drugs. <laughs> I also mean? hate taking pharmaceutical drugs that make you even more tired or right. sort of exacerbate oh, the love existing. It. As you can, yes, as you've heard. right, right. But you know, the the typical fix is like Claritin, which uh, just makes me feel even worse. Uh, however, I will say in recent uh, years. Uh, I discovered, as many people have, <laughs> Flonase, F-L-O-N-A-S-E, which used to be uh, a drug that you had to get from your doctor, and is now just a, it's a spray. It's a n- n- you know nozzle that you kind of put, put in your it, nose. It's a nasal nozzle. nozzle. It's a nasal nozzle, uh-huh. and uh, <laughs> you take it like twice a day. And it fucking works like a charm. Wow. Um, which is, again, very important for me being a disastrous. It's, it's a bad allergy season out there right now because of all the rain. Uh, I've heard had. it's like a legendarily it's bad extremely, season. Right I don't now. usually get spring allergies. Yeah. I am a disaster right now, but Flonase is, is going to help me. So I, I hate recommend that name. It's bad, but it's a very good product. <laughs> right. 
So. Nice. Flow naze. Did that sound like I was like plugging like a weird fucking thing that was stupid? I actually like. I, there are a lot of people who get allergies that just don't know how to fix it, and I felt like it was probably. It was. I wouldn't maybe, know. Did, did that sound sh- like fucking no, gross? Good. Okay. No. All right. You're just. You're not plugging an ad. You're plugging your nose. Yeah. <laughs> you're unplugging your nose. You're unplugging your <laughs> I'm not plugging right. a product. <laughs> I'm not. unplugging my sinuses. Yeah. Flow naze. <laughs> All right, Chris, what's your endorsement? Flonase. <laughs> Chris, like, I'm also endorsing Flonase. <laughs> <laughs> no one told me to. I just really, it just felt really, yeah. it just felt really important. I just really have been thinking about Flonase. Flonase. Just really. I'm looking forward to, I'm not, I'm dreading this day, but it will inevitably come when one of us starts taking sponsorship deals on the side. <laughs> And like when Nick shows up wearing like the Flonase soccer jersey and the <laughs> Flonase uh, like you know uh, right. sweatband and is like I just really love Flonase. I, I just love Flonase. You don't even need to ask your doctor; just buy it. And it's then you cheap. Look at the box art for Street Rage Five, and there's a, <laughs> there's a little guy wearing a fucking Flonase, <laughs> a Flonase thing guy. Out of the sewer. Uh, why is that goblin is now that? sniffing Flonase oh. up his nose? Because. <laughs> Have you ever noticed that that's always been in the Streets of Rage box art? <laughs> Have you noticed that it always said Streets Weird. of Rage brought to you by Flonase? <laughs> Weird. Weird how Flonase hadn't been invented yet. <laughs> I mean, I thought at the it's time you, if, you had to get it from hey, your doctor. Yeah. I thought it was an item in Streets of Rage. I never found it. There were like bananas, cherries, and Flonase. Oh, when Pac-Man gets that Flonase. <laughs> yeah. He's so much happier. Oh. <sighs> Well, what, do you, what do you have When doing? Pac-Man gets the flu. <laughs> Nick's trying to put the kibosh on this. I'm just trying. I don't know what we're doing. Um, so I'm going to endorse something that is going to seem silly. This is going all the way back to um, kitchen product recommendations. Two fish, fish spatulas. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds really silly, but I really, really like it. Um, a few weeks ago, I bought a container for salt. Oh, a... Uh, uh, a pig, a salt pig. It is. It is not a. It is not a pig. No, it's not, it doesn't look like a pig. But you call them salt pigs. I. I. That is a lie. I do not. <laughs> well, I mean, that's what they're called. Well, that's just because you're an uncultured heathen <laughs> who's never heard is of a really salt they're, pig. They're called salt pigs. Are we talking about the same thing? I hope so. <laughs> it's just. It's just a cylindrical container. Yeah, it's a salt with, pig. Okay, it's not. But it's a. It's. <laughs> Oh my god, you guys. <laughs> it's just a jar. It's called a salt jar. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know. Chris. Yeah? Have you ever done a Google search for salt pig? <laughs> I'm not making this shit up. I it's can't real. Say okay, I have. a salt pig traditionally seems to be a slightly tipped salt jar, but the term can apply it, it to any and all, all sar- salt jars and bowls. Yeah. Many are shaped like right. pigs, some are shaped like cats or a mailbox or just a jar. I got excited about it because I was going to go buy a salt pig re- like soon. Well, oh. Chris has got the salt pig well, for you. So I, I got the very understated bamboo salt jar. It's a pig. It's a six ounce, <laughs> it's a six ounce uh, just little bamboo cylinder. And the top, it, instead of like, you don't lift it off like a lid, mm-hmm. it sort of slides open on a on a mm. single That is actually like, a rod classic hinge. salt pig variety. <laughs> I've, been, I've been looking up. I've been boning up on my salt pigs. Yeah. So it's got a sort of hinged lid that sort of rotates <laughs> yeah, open to rotates reveal open, your salt. And it closes with a sort of soft magnet, so you don't need to like unlatch it or anything, That's but it nice. still stays it's like a MacBook. firmly closed. Have, hey. you, have you opened it really slowly? Because if you notice, it sort of goes... <laughs> When you open it, which is to guilt you out about t- having too much sodium in your diet. Uh, so, so, 
So the thing I'm so the thing I'm endorsing is just a little. It's just a little bamboo jar. <laughs> just a, just a little salt pig. <laughs> Do it. It's a pig. You bought a salt pig. No, you don't want to buy a salt pig now. You want to. You want to go back. Chris is like throw it cancel order. Reason yeah, well, reason for cancellation optional. <laughs> I was not told was this a is salt a salt pig. <laughs> one star review. No one said this is called salt pigs. <laughs> So. Did you know these are called salt pigs? <laughs> Disgusting. One star purchased. <laughs> I thought I was buying a nice bamboo jar with a magnet for my salt. <laughs> so, so let me at least explain why this is useful. Well, it spawned this conversation. Well, that's true. Uh, but the reason you might actually want to buy one uh, is because you put you know kosher salt in there. And then it's like when you're cooking, uh, you can just... Dig into the pig. Yeah. <laughs> sprinkle some salt on your food. Uh, uh-huh. And it's actually just a really nice thing to work into your overall kitchen kind of workflow. Uh, it's really nice. Well, salt shakers Farm are out. House. Pinching salt from a pig is in. <laughs> That's true. It is true. That's like the cool thing to have in your kitchen now is a salt pig or a little jar made of bamboo with a magnet hinge for salt. If you really want to get elaborate when <laughs> just a salt pig will do. <laughs> right. Okay, Jake. Jake, yeah, what's your endorsement? What's your endorsement, Jake? Endorsement. <laughs> I will not. I will. Um, what I would like to endorse a pepper this cow. <laughs> no. What are you endorsing? It's a novelty Jake? cow cookie jar. Yeah. Um, no. What I'm endorsing, I would like to endorse Berkeley High School in Berkeley, California. Oh man. Specifically, <laughs> to be there during their morning announcements. If you thought that you went to a school that was remotely cool, let's be honest, you did not. Um, or at least you would not live in the sitcom version of a high school mm. that is the Berkeley High School morning announcements. Uh, I was recently there for career day. I happened to be do- during doing a talk during first period. A Childish Gambino track blasted <laughs> throughout the halls. And then like a kid version of a morning DJ showed up. Like clearly this is a kid... I think there's a couple kids who trade off uh, during the announcements, but they yeah, clearly right. have been picked, and they're just the announcement people yep. who get to do this. And it was just like the patter was intense and good. Like yeah. they, this this kid ran through every sporting event that had happened the night before. And Berkeley High School has like three thousand kids. There were a lot of them, and any time there was a major upset, he would lose his mind. Like the other person <laughs> would start making air horn noises. <laughs> And Wait, so there were two of them at the same time? I believe that was what's happening. Oh, my God. Okay. And then in the middle of that, a teacher showed up and very sternly said, this is International Women's Day and our faculty is still here, but please be respectful. Like right, a very sure. politically motivated note. And then that kid, one of them, left back onto the mic and just yelled, stay woke, Berkeley High. And then the announcement <laughs> speakers would crackled and turned off and none of the kids were paying any attention to this. <laughs> because that's this their is, normal day. Their normal thing is just that like... Basically, the high school version of like salute your shorts happened. Right, right. <laughs> I didn't know what to do with myself. I was That's really amazing. happy. That's yeah. really good. Yeah, I was very happy, and it's not an experience that I can endorse uh, to anyone because you can't go. to Please don't. Is actually any of this go- on YouTube? No, this would oh. not. Go. Please, please do not walk onto a high school campus as an yeah, adult Jake, in America. Um, Jake's just endorsing that you wish you could. I'm endorsing. Th- yeah. <laughs> I have nothing to endorse other than you heard me describe that, and I was very happy. Yeah. And then I talked about video games, and it was fine, and then I went home. Yeah. Um, yeah. Morning announcements. It was you so know, much better it, than having just, like, the dean of discipline say, announcements for yeah, the day, yeah, which is what right. it was at my school. Every yeah. day was just announcements for the day. We didn't even have announcements. Oh, we did. Oh, we had did. some wacky stuff, but... 
but oh. not 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 on that level. But I don't not think. a kid screaming "Stay woke, Berkeley." No, high. not on that level. Yeah, yeah that's pretty. Apparently, awesome. that kid signs off every day with "Stay woke, Berkeley high." Like, that's really good. Mm. Fucking crazy respect for the Berkeley High School announcements. <laughs> like, what an outrageous thing. Yeah. Well, that's our show. Thanks for joining us on Important If True. Um, if you would like to get a version of this show with no ads. You can subscribe to our Patreon campaign, patreon.com slash idle thumbs. Um, you can get your own RSS feed of this show that doesn't have any of the uh, pre-roll or mid-roll ads. Um, and uh, you help support the what we do here on this show. Um, if you would like to send us any email, you can do that at questions at importantiftrue.com. We're also on Twitter at importantcast. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash important if true and our website where you can find out where to subscribe to the show on iTunes or Google Play or RSS or anything else is important if If you like it, tell a friend. That's the only way we have to grow this show. Thank you so much for listening. We will be back next week for Idle Thumbs. I am Chris Remo. I'm Nick Brecken. I'm Jake Rodkin. Also, it's funny that the rest of the country is just covered in blizzards and storms and fucking freezing to death, and we're sweating in like the hottest room in California when recording this <laughs> podcast. Yeah.